Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all things gaming. We have discussions, we have debates, and today we're going to have a little bit of a history lesson. And don't you worry, this is going to be fun Bill, because with me, my guest today is the vice president of the University of Laverne's Gamers Guild, Sean. Welcome to the show. Hey, Zero. Thank you for having me, man. Really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. No. And let me tell you, we're going to have a fun show today because even though it's a history lesson, it's going to be fun. We're going to be talking about games galore, hot games that are out, things, and just all things gaming. And that's what this podcast is about. Let's talk about some Pong. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I actually, I'm a computer science major, and uh, we, our, our professor likes to go through like the history of the internet, usually in every class, unfortunately. Um, and so one of the things that we generally talk about is Pong. Really? How does that yeah, get brought up? Yeah. Um, he kind of just goes through like the evolution of computers. He starts with Alan Turing, and he kind of goes up through the ages, and he 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 touches on Pong very quickly. But like he he mentions it, and and we talk about it for a minute, and then we move on. But uh, October of 1958, physicist William Higginbotham created what is thought to be the first video game. This is from APS.org. It's it's some news site, but uh, they he he created what was essentially Pong. Right. It, it was like with a radar, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was with a radar at the time. And uh, it was at Brookhaven National Laboratory. And Ooh. apparently it had a bunch of people who like to come in and just play Pong. And in the 70s, it became, you know, the video game that we all know today. I think it was on the Atari at the time. Yeah, the Atari 2600. And they had their own consoles, too. Of, like, there was different, like, reiterations of Pong. Like, it was Pong Mania, kind of how, like, Pac-Mania was when Pac-Man came out. Oh, Lord, Pac-Man. Yeah. Dude. Pac-Man, Pac-Man's great. I love Pac-Man. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't love a good game of Pac-Man, you know? And that's the beauty of gaming. And that's kind of what we want to talk about today. You know, the accessibility games have come. You know, how far have we really come? You know, we used to, the simplest thing, and granted, you could still do this today, but back in the old days, you went to things like Blockbuster, you know, these things that you, where you would rent Video games. You might not remember this. Do you remember them, Sean? Uh, dude, I remember. I remember Blockbuster specifically because of one specific reason. So my first video game was StarCraft for the PC. Ooh, StarCraft, nice. I love StarCraft, and so the way that um, StarCraft came out eventually on the Nintendo sixty four. It was a really crappy port and it, it was it was not all that great and you had to play an, a, a full-fledged rts with a controller that, that's mm -hmm. just a terrible idea in and of itself halo wars be exempted because it was made specifically for it starcraft was not <clears throat> and so you had to command this giant army and if anyone knows starcraft it's a giant micromanagement game basically and trying to do that on a controller is terrible in the first place and trying right. to do it on the nintendo 64 is even worse but right. We eventually ended up renting StarCraft for the Nintendo 64 from Blockbuster. And we eventually just had it so long because we never took it back uh -oh. that they called us and just told us that it was ours now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's Instead insane. Instead of just asking for us to pay for it or, or like, you know, to get the, the late fee down, they just told us it was ours. Right, right. Oh my gosh. 
Wow. And like, that was the thing. You went, I remember going to a blockbuster and renting like a punch out, you know? It's like, oh, Mike Tyson. I don't know who that is, but I want to punch thing. <laughs> that was the thing. That was my motivation to buy punch out, you know? Mike Tyson's punch out for the NES. And then uh, I eventually came up and I had a Super Nintendo. Then I had a Nintendo 64. And, you know, that's kind of been my gaming history. Gaming has come a long way. But, you know, fast forward a couple of years, and now we're in this age where there's a lot of things digital, and we have a lot more advanced technology. We have things like, right now, we have the PS4, we have the Xbox One, we have the Nintendo Switch, and of course, the holy grail that a lot of people seem to look forward to is the PC gaming realm, which you are an expert. I mean, yeah. Relatively, yeah. Talk a little bit about why or your passion with the PC world. So, like I said, I, I started out playing StarCraft on the PC. Uh, when I was like three or four years old, my brother, um, he, he got a laptop when he was around 12 or 13 at the time. And he uh, he got a laptop, he put StarCraft on it, and I was watching him play. And he goes, hey, do you want to learn how to play? And I, of course, said yes. My big brother trying to teach me how to play a game? Hell yeah. And so he picks me up, sets me on his lap, and he taught me how to play StarCraft. And ever since then, I was just enthused with gaming. Um, and then as the years went by, I played a bunch of Counter-Strike 1.6. I played a bunch of Call of Duty. That was actually on the Xbox. I played a bunch of Call of Duty on the Xbox. And then um, I eventually made my own PC, and I've kind of stuck with it ever since. Um, in terms of accessibility, I mean, nowadays, like you said, before 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 Steam, before, before digital um, you know, purchases, we all had to go out to Blockbuster or GameStop and... Nowadays, that's still around, just very much less so, because now we have Steam. Now we have even the Xbox Store. We have Uplay. We have um, Humble Bundle. We have all these all these different methods of, of gaining access to these games, and it's it's really, really nice. Now, I want you to touch base a little bit on Uplay, because believe it or not, there are people who don't know what that is. So talk about Uplay a little bit. So Uplay is Ubisoft's version of Steam. And if, for those of you who don't know what Steam is, yeah, Steam maybe is Maybe you a... should explain first we should talk about what Steam is. <laughs> it's it's so, not something that comes out of your tea kettle if you're making tea. Well, I mean, it, it is, but not this iteration. There we go. Um, so Steam is a digital library of games, and now it's like, it's games and movies and I think even some manga and comics. But yeah, it's, you can download it's a, a lot of things on there that I didn't know was accessible. Yeah, I, I saw a sale the other day. It's a digital library where you can purchase a bunch of games. And it's usually very heavily discounted because of the way that Steam works. Because in the PC world, people who make games, they can just go, hey, here's 30% off. Here's 40% off. And they don't have to go through anyone like Microsoft or, or, or Sony or anything like that. It can just be discounted. And it's great. And so uh, Steam is, is incredibly reliable in that sense, in the sense that like uh, games are heavily discounted, you can purchase them really easy, and you can get them digitally. And Uplay is Ubisoft's version of Steam, and so they only sell uh, Ubisoft games. So what are some of the games on like by Ubisoft that you can play on Uplay? Um, most recently, I would say uh, to uh, Tom... Re uh, Jesus, Lord... What is his name? Uh, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon. Yeah, there we go. Ghost Recon Wildlands just came out. Me and Jack have actually been playing that a lot. Um, otherwise, you can find Assassin's Creed on there, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, another Tom Clancy game, um, Watch, Watch Dogs, uh, The Division, Far Cry. Um, other than that, I don't really think there's all that much to go around in, in terms of, the, of in terms of you play. Right. You know, it's mostly the powerhouse that you know is Steam. Because I mean, I have Steam. I'm fairly new to it but i i do have my steam account and i have a couple of games on there and i will say some of the things surprise me on there you know because 
like on it. Let's look on a console. Console games, depending on how good they are, like they're let's let's say they're a hit. You know, very popular on console is things like Kingdom Hearts, which I don't believe have a PC port yet, do they? Um, no, no, they don't. So Kingdom Hearts games, and I'm a huge fan. Um, they hardly, if ever go down in price. It's kind of like Pokemon games. That's another thing. It's very hard for those games to go down in price. They might go drop a couple dollars, but to say the amount of stuff that happens on Steam and stuff, like the sales that happen on there are crazy. Like, for example, the Steam Summer Sale. Talk about that a little bit. So, for those of you who don't know, the Steam Summer Sale is, a, I think it's like a two or three week sale that Steam has every summer, hence the name, in which... I would say at least half of the entire library of Steam is, is heavily discounted. You can find, um, you know, major AAA titles that are sixty dollars originally, priced down to twenty or thirty bucks, and it's it's a consistent flow too. I mean, it's it, and it's not just random games that you would never that you'd never want to play. I mean, I I know that I've gotten Dark Souls three for like twenty bucks. I'm I've gotten. Um, I think that uh, Counter-Strike Global Offensive is usually like half off, so it's like $10. A lot of the Call of Duties are like uh, 10 or 20 bucks. Um, the Mass Effect series are usually discounted. The, the Fallout and Skyrim series are usually heavily discounted. I think that um, the Skyrim uh, Special Edition that just came out was even down to like $20? It was. It was like 20-something dollars. I know recently another game that was on sale that a lot of people might like is Borderlands. Like the like complete collection was about like ten dollars for like three games, and to me that was just insane because they do flash sales too. There's always things on sale on Steam, and that's kind of like the beauty of the accessibility that Steam has. Is is being able to to just have so many games and being able to allow people to to or rather allow developers to you know, give it out to people at a, at a really discounted price, which is really nice for us as consumers. Right. And there's kind of something that's a little bit beautiful in my, I, in my eyes about PC and like Steam. It gives way to innovation, like indie games. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at um, one of my favorite games, uh, not because I play it all the time or because I think it's, it's, it's super invigorating. It has really good gameplay, but... Um, is Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah, I'm not sure if you've heard I of Stardew Valley. I love Stardew Valley. So Stardew Valley, I don't know if how much you know about like the the development of the game, but it was made by one guy. It, it was it was made by one guy, and he basically poured his heart and soul into creating Stardew Valley. He because he realized that there was no real Harvest Moon for PC, and so he set about making it, and he did. And within I think it was like the first week, there were over a million sales. I know personally, I have bought three or four different copies of Stardew Valley, one for myself and then a couple for other people, simply because I want to support the developer. And I don't think that that's exactly something that you find on console. I, I would wholeheartedly agree. It creates this community on PC, you know? And I love Stardew Valley. And that, yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. It's like Harvest Moon. And for those who don't know, Harvest Moon is literally like kind of like a farm life simulator. How would you describe it, John? I think that a farm life simulator is a pretty good way to go about it. I think that... Um... 
Yeah, I, I was never a big fan of Harvest Moon prior to Stardew Valley. I still haven't actually played a Harvest Moon game, but it, from what I've taken from it, it it's it's very much a, a farm life simulator. You can you can you know raise a farm, you get animals, all that good stuff, and you can you can have a relationship. You can you can yeah, have children you can and, even, and like, stuff like that. And you have to remember, well, you don't have to, but it's like one of those things where like you're living your life. You know, you find out about people, you talk about people, you learn their birthdays, you can give them birthday presents, you do missions, you build your farm, and you create this life for yourself. It's 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 really really fun, and I I remember when the game first came out. I I I played the game literally nonstop. Jack can attest to this that like I played the game nonstop for about three days. I just didn't sleep. I just, I was so engrossed in the game, and I, I I loved the people in the game. I loved the personality that all the characters had. I loved even the simplistic combat that the game has. It was it was so much fun to me. And admittedly, I really haven't touched it since then. But that three day stint was was fantastic. Right, and you kind of have to admit again, going back to the idea of like history accessibility. Look at how far we've come. You know, the the art style, and that's kind. There's just so many things to talk about. Like for example. You know, we've come a long way, you know, we have things like this, but when you look at Stardew Valley, it, its art style is very interesting. It's not all these 60, well, yeah, you know, it's not like super in-depth, detailed, realistic type graphics. It's adorable. It really is. Yeah, it's, 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 it's mainly pixel art and it was, and all the, again, it was made by one guy. This, this one guy took it upon himself to learn how to make music, learn how to uh, do pixel art. He wrote the story for it. He, he coded the whole thing, which for an aspiring developer is something that I really, really look look up to. So I, I have to mention that. Um, but like you said, the, 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 the art style is fantastic. And I think that it fits the game so beautifully. I think that if it was in any any other kind of art style, if it was in a full 3D world, if it, if it was rendered realistically, it just wouldn't have the same feel to it. Yeah, I think it would really lose, Stardew Valley would lose its charm. But let's look at this also. Look at how story, like how a story is told nowadays. You know, back then it was kind of simple story arcs. Mario goes out, saves the princess. Boom. Uh, you had Legend of Zelda again, save the princess. I feel like that was the main, that was the main theme back in the day. Save the girl, save the princess, save the beauty, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like you said, looking back at Mario and Zelda, they they, they were pretty simplistic in its time. And people, you know, even even if you come just a couple years after that, like let's look at the Nintendo sixty four with Ocarina of Time. Yeah, it still has that same principle of save the princess, but the way that you go about it and the story that is told through that method and and the amount of relationships that you build and the people that you meet. Oh yeah, you know, character it, it, it's, development. It's fantastic. You've brought these characters to life. Like, I remember when Super Mario 64 hit the shelves. This was incredible because there was this thing called voice acting. What? Mar Princess Peach writes me a letter to invite me to cake. The cake is a lie. <laughs> what, a, what a terrible use of reference there. I'm sorry to say, Zero. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I, I have to admit. And I might get a lot of hate for this. I'm not a huge fan of Super Mario 64. It's okay. It's okay. It it hasn't aged well at all, honestly. It's a gem back in the day. Now, not so much. I get that. I get that. And but like you said, you know, you know, going back, it was it was this very simplistic method of of you know saving the princess of this very simple goal. I mean, look at Pong. It was just playing Pong. It's just table tennis. And nowadays we have these really complex stories and these these fantastic character development and and. The, the, like I said, the relationships that you build. If, you, if we look at a game like Mass Effect, for example, I'm, I'm going to bar Andromeda here. I'm 
looking at more specifically Mass Effect 2. It's my favorite in the series, and I think that it's the one, it's the one that you build the most relationships, the most meaningful relationships in. You know, I, I can't tell you how many people, myself included, always bring Garrus along because Garrus is a badass and he's your best friend and you want him right there on the battlefield every single time. I can't even imagine another game like that. The only one that I can really think of is something like Witcher. And even oh, then, The Witcher, yeah. I am a huge fan of Witcher. And oh, it's I, an amazing I, game. Why? Yes, it is. Yes, it is, my friend. It, it, it's never ending, and there's this grand adventure, you know? Well, it's not, not never ending, but it feels never ending, and you're just this epic guy, you know? <laughs> Geralt, is, Geralt is, is this wonderful character, and I, I love the storytelling in that game, purely because you, you look at it from one person's perspective, and you're able to kind of understand and even relate it to today's standards. You know, this fictional world that has um, witches being burned at the stake, and, and you can relate that to today's modern world, and you're like, wow, like, there's some parallels there. Right, and that's yeah, not definitely. Okay. <laughs> and that's the beauty of this whole development, this whole history of games, how far we've come. We went from minuscule pixels to grand adventures that you kind of feel a part you feel, like, you feel for these characters now. Before you're just like, well, Mario dies, oh well. Now it's just like, I got to get this objective done. For example, me, I just recently finished Uncharted. The main protagonist is named Nathan Drake. I wanted to be Nathan Drake. I wanted to succeed. I wanted to be that guy. I, I, it's theming. It's theming, you know? And that's <laughs> the beauty of it. It's 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 all so fantastic in my opinion, and and like you said, you know, going back to you know the early days of just playing Pong to uh, Ocarina of Time to even Mass Effect and and Witcher, and nowadays, you know, virtual reality is a big thing, and I'm a huge proponent for it. So I have to I have to do a little shout out here. Um, virtual reality is is this wonderful wonderful new ex, uh, new exploration that we're getting into, where you can instead of playing as Geralt, for example. You are now Geralt. You you are this character in this world that you get to physically interact in. And I think that once we really nail down virtual reality, it will just broaden gaming horizons in general. I agree. I agree. And, like, there's a lot of games to look forward to. Like, what are some games that you know about that are you're looking forward to this upcoming 2017? Um, hmm, actually, I haven't heard too many games like coming out but i know that what just came out um near automata is a huge game that just came out um, i believe it was from platinum and it has been getting rave absolutely fantastic reviews and even going back a little bit it just came out i believe it was yesterday bayonetta got remastered for the pc it's in, oh i know i heard about yeah that. that's bayonetta a, it, oh my gosh it's in 4K, 60 FPS, and it looks fantastic and i've heard fantastic things about that um otherwise I really haven't heard of too many games coming out in 2017. I know that Prey's coming out. I've heard I've heard really, really good things about that. You know, people are really, really excited for that. One thing I want to end off with, and I, I, I just want to prove something here. Sean, how many games do you have in your Steam library? Uh, my Steam library, I have 196 games. In that's my 196 U games. So that's, that's the accessibility now. And you have it all in one convenient space. 
and I should mention that they're all they're all from you know I have Counter Strike 1.6 on here. I have the original Doom on here. I have um, the Stalker series on here. I have uh, Fallout 3. I have uh, games from pretty much every generation. I have the original Half Life, Half Life 2, Counter Strike Global Offensive. I have all these different games that are all just on one library, and I can access them wherever I'm at at any time. Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of the accessibility. You know, we've come far, we came from pixels, we have heroes we follow, and we don't have to have all this clunky... I'm not saying, you know, some people love collecting, you know, game cartridges and they love having the box art, but you have it all in one simple click away. And nowadays, that's what everyone wants. Yeah. But thank you, Sean, for coming on to Zero's Game Room. I love having you on here, and I hope I can bring you back again so we can talk more games, more stuff, and hot releases. How does that sound? Dude, that sounds fantastic. Thank you so much for having me, man. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at Trekit on Twitter, and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook, at Zero's Gaming Room, and on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG, with a definite re.